Let me hear you. Come on, y'all. One time. All right, listen, man. Here's the deal. All right, we got through the first service. In case you haven't heard, let me go ahead and give you the update. Uh, I survived COVID this week. I know everybody's gone through two years of it, but leave it to me to be the last guy to get it this past week. But go ahead and give the little love to the doctors for getting me back out here. Come on, y'all. Come on. I really am honored. I did not want to miss today because we are celebrating some awesome seniors today. So let's give it up for them. All these graduating seniors, college, high school, man. It's pretty awesome to get to be a part of days like this. So thank you for coming and hanging out with us today. And I'm going to take you back in time because believe it or not, I too graduated from high school and college. It only took me 10 years to graduate. Boom, boom. There's the proof right there. That is my college graduation picture. My mom, God rest her soul, she put up with me, hung in there with me through 10 years. That's my brother and Teresa. And then there it is right there, cap and gown, son. That, does anybody look good in a cap and gown? Nobody, all right? I did see some good-looking seniors in these pictures. Y'all did look good. So most of us, though, you do not. But it will not surprise you as we celebrate this graduation time of year, I was not the valedictorian. Y'all probably already figured that out. But we do have one on our staff, and that is Miss Julie Mitchell. She was valedictorian. Give her some love right there, Parkway High School, back in the day. Old school, back in the day. Uh, but as we're celebrating seniors, let's go back in time as well and look at some fun senior pictures. In case you did not see, this is my boy Scott Odom and myself right here. Look at this right there, son. You just got to love Scott. This is how long we have been friends. We've been together for a long time. Both of us look like we need to tuck our shirts in, though. I don't know what's going on with that. But it was a lot of fun back in the day. But if we're going to go old school, let's go my brother as well. Have you seen my brother? Look at this right here, son. 70 Chevelle convertible. That's the only time you'll see him with hair. Come on, y'all. He's looking good, man. He's looking pretty good. All right, one more, and I'll get a drink after this. All right, one more. How about Caleb? Our media guy. Look at this right here. Come on, son. Give Caleb some love. Yeah, man, he's looking good. Now, why in the world do I show you that? Because believe it or not, all right, Caleb is, came over to the United States when he's like 15, 16 years old uh, from China and has done an amazing job, not only graduating high school, but graduating college. And then his now fiance graduated as well. Can you give Liv some love as well? Come on. Woo. Perfect. All right. Now, why am I going through all of these, you know, old school pictures and having a little fun with this? Because we love to celebrate the best at the Simple Church. That's just one of the things we love to do is find a way to celebrate those who have accomplished the most and had a lot of fun with that. So I just want to tell you, thank you for coming. Thanks for being a part of the service today. And thanks for putting up with my throat as we go through it. But I wanted to make sure you understand how important you are and how thankful we are because... So many people put so much work, so much effort into graduating, and we just thank you that you'd come and hang out with us today. It reminded me going back into our raising our three kids. We got two that have graduated and one that is a sophomore uh, at Benton, fixed to be a junior. But I started thinking about school assemblies and bringing up the grades, and 
I thought about the bug award. Anybody remember the bug award? I'll put it on the screen for you. That is when you bring your grades up. Because they had everything from your GPA to your cumulative GPA to all of these different ways to celebrate. And then over the last two years when Ian and Hannah graduated, we also celebrated how many scholarships all these kids got and all of the great accomplishments. So if can you just put your hands together one more time for all of these great kids and all of the scholarship money, unbelievable amounts of money that they've raised. And it's pretty shocking because for us, you know, it wasn't always about those, you know, scholarship money. I did not get one scholarship. I was lucky to graduate, lucky to get out of there. But I thought of how many people are so successful in this whole area. Because when you go listen to these high school graduations, they list off all of these amazing accomplishments. You're like, unbelievable, including going to some of the top schools in the country. I pulled a list of some of the best universities in the world, from University of Oxford to Harvard, Stanford. We had somebody t uh, text me right after the first service, graduating from West Point. Come on, y'all, give us some love from West Point. In this service as well, we have someone graduating from the University of Alabama. Where's the roll tide at in here? Come on, y'all. I know, I know, I know you're in an enemy, all right, but let's, she graduated, come on, from Alabama, son, that's what I'm talking about. Congratulations, Cassie. So as we go through all of these different accomplishments, here is the question for today, all right? Who is the greatest? Now, don't do the Jesus card yet. Jesus, we know, all right, but who is the greatest? Now, we love to, in our culture, argue about the greatest. So if it is, for example, Alabama, you're like, oh, I'm Alabama or the greatest. Or LSU, y'all think that's the greatest? Let me hear you. Where you at, LSU? Of course. So I pulled a map. Depending on where you live, this is what this looks like. Everybody has their greatest. Everybody believes this is the best. And wherever they may come from or whatever they're pulling for, they kind of get it. But I did a little more research, and I want to talk specifically college football. Any college football fans, where you at? Of course. Not academics, but we're going to talk football for a minute, all right? Let's go ahead and dumb it down. And this was a Yahoo uh, survey that they put out. And they went bracketology and they said, best college football team of all time. Guess who won? 2019 LSU Tigers, son. That was uh, literally voting across America. So come on, give me y'all some love right there. Going to get 95 in Nebraska. Go Nebraska, I hear it right there. You made it to the finals. But everybody has an opinion. This person's the greatest, or that school's the greatest, or they've accomplished this or another. Uh, I can also go into the music world, all right? I love music. My kids are playing some music. They enjoy music. But greatest guitar player of all time, who is it, in your opinion? Jimi Hendrix, Nugent. Say, I'm going with Eddie. Any Eddie Van Halen fans? Come on. Yeah. You can debate it. It doesn't matter. You can say, well, because of albums or because of accomplishments or because of this. Okay, let's go another one. Greatest athlete of all time. I'm going to put some images on the screen for you right here. Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Somebody put out Earnhardt. Hey, man. That's right, buddy. Go on, Earnhardt. All right. Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, Tom Brady. Holler out your greatest athlete of all time. Who do you think it is? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, son. That dude ain't even got through a playoff game yet, has he? Just kidding, dude. I'm joking. All right. Absolutely. Everybody has an opinion. You're like, man, it's Joe Burrow. It's this person. It's that person. So to have a little fun and to go old school, all right, when I tell you that everybody loves to argue who's the greatest and debate who's the greatest, 
you're going to think I've done a great job editing this next video because that I was able to pull this off and not have a cuss word in it is miraculous, all right? This is the debate of who the greatest is from, you remember, coming to America. What? Watch. Sugar Ray Robinson, the greatest fighter ever lived. Oh, come on, man. What about Joe Lewis? The blonde bomber. Now, that was a great boxer. I suppose nobody in here ever heard of Cassius Clay. Yeah, I ain't saying Clay ain't bad. I'm just saying I stopped liking Cassius Clay once you changed the name to Muhammad Ali. Wait a second. Wait a second. A man has the right to change his name to whatever he wants to change it to. He is Clay. He Clay to me. I say Clay. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Mm-hmm. That's right. I say Clay. Get out of here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He going to always be Clay to me. Come on, y'all. Give me a little love for editing that. Some would argue that one of the greatest comedians of all time. I know he's not very clean, not very appropriate, but when he grew up in the 80s, it's kind of like Eddie Van Halen. Everybody knew Eddie Murphy and that he played all of those parts. You were like, unbelievably talented. So everyone once again argues, who's the greatest comedian? Who's the greatest guitar player? Who's the greatest whatever? So how do you determine the greatest? That's what we're going to look at today. How do you determine the greatest? Well, here is the thing. You can look at wins, you can look at academics, you can look at number one hits, you can look at longevity. It's like how long has someone been successful? Or you can look at how much money has this person made? All of those are good questions, but as the pastor and as you would expect, I'm going to drop the Jesus card on you. That's exactly right. Boom, he's going to trump all of that because this is what Jesus does to us. We all have what we believe are things that measure success, money, accomplishments, awards, it doesn't matter what it is. But when it comes to Jesus, he comes back and says, let me mess with you. I'm going to mess with you because he's going to define greatness as something radically different than we do in our culture. True greatness, according to Jesus, is this. It's not about status or success. It is about service. Now, I'm going to prove it by going to Scripture. So we're going to look at Mark 10 first. Check this out. But that is not the way it will be among you. We're going to come back to that in a minute. But Jesus is speaking to his disciples, his friends. He said, it's not going to be the same way with you. Whoever would be great among you must, what's the last word there? Serve. Now, why in the world do I bring this up? Well, because my hope, my prayer is, is as this class graduates, as you go out into the world, as we continue to try to make an impact in this world on this planet that we would understand the power of this last word as Jesus was speaking to his boys as they gathered up to change the world to have a lasting impact he said hey it's going to be different in your world I want you to be radically different I want you to serve now as I thought about this class I thought about all of these different pictures, which thank you for sending in. Some of you didn't, you know, get them in in time and understand all that. But let me just tell you, I love seeing the pictures because it shows you an early picture and then it shows you this graduation moment and you're like, man, things have changed so much. And then you start thinking about like looking at our old pictures of how you graduated and things continue to change. But the pictures that really resonate with me are the ones where you know them. You have a little investment in their life. You've seen them either on the football field or you've seen them out in the world together and you're like, man, they're growing up and they're really becoming this unbelievably successful young person. One of those people 
You might see them very soon on a professional football field as well. His name is Marquise. I'll put his picture on the screen for you. Class of 22 from Bozier. Come on, give me a little love for Marquise out there. Come on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, why in the world do I show you this? It's because this is a great kid. It's an unbelievably talented young man. Now he's going to Grambling State, man, going to play some football and working uh, for Hugh Jackson over there. And as I was talking to his mom and his dad last Sunday, we were just reflecting on this whole idea of what success is. And for us, we're obviously picking with him because he's talented. We're like, man, I told him, don't forget to tithe when you make it. Can I get an amen on that? You know, <laughs> he kind of picks with me last. I'm like, dude, don't forget me. Remember me. Huge kid, talented, unbelievably gifted. But what I want Marquise to know more than anything else, sure, I want him to be successful in what he loves to do. But what I really want him to understand is how to serve, how to give. That when the whole world is saying, it's about me, it's about me, I want Marquise to come in and go, man, how can I serve you, coach? And how can I change my community? And how can I be of service to anyone and everyone that I come in contact with? There are also great kids, business owners that are going to own great businesses and change the world. And then there's going to be, when I'm talking about changing the world, I'm talking about literal world changers. There's a girl by the name of Brianna right here. I'll put her picture up here. This beautiful senior right here from Captain Shreve. Where are my Captain Shreve lovers at out there? Come on, go Gators. That's my wife's alma mater. Well, what makes Brianna so special and so beautiful is the fact that she not only is smart, trying to accomplish some awesome things in her school, but she also is battling to eliminate teen suicide because her family experienced suicide and she decided with her life, with her time, with her energy, with her effort to be of service, to raise money and create t-shirts and sell these t-shirts and take all this money to try to make sure that teens knew that they were worthy of living, that, that there was a plan and a purpose for them. And her whole heart is to just serve and make the world a better place. I think through all of these different teenagers, and I could go through tons of different kids in this room and all the ones we've seen on these pictures, but my bottom line is this, is truly be willing to be available to serve, to not make it about yourself. We already know that when you look at our culture and our world, there's inventors and some amazing accomplishments that these different people have unbelievably attained levels of success that we never thought were possible. A guy like, for example, of Elon Musk, who's doing things that many thought would never be possible. And you're probably wondering, will there be another inventor? Will there be someone that comes out that accomplishes things that you've never thought? And I'm like, absolutely. I found another picture of one of those inventors right here. That's Mr. Brian Reed right there. Magnum P.I. himself. Kind of having a little fun with it, but think about it. If you could go back to this guy right here in high school and go, what are you going to do with your life? What's that going to look like? We really don't know. And I told you about myself graduating. We were picking backstage looking at my senior picture. And I'm like, I had no idea as a graduating senior what I was going to do. I never thought I'd be on this stage. That's for sure. But the truth is, is that God has used Brian Reed. And I got to give him a shout out and thank him. Because even with me going through COVID this past week, he bailed me out. He did a wedding for me last night. And was willing to help with everything else that was going on. Just to make sure that he had one heart. Seriously. How can I serve? What can I do to be a part of helping you? No great inventor, no. Magnum P.I. stash, absolutely. But more importantly, Brian Reed has the heart to serve and to give. Period. Doesn't matter who you are, what you're going through. That is who he is. And that's what his kids have also gained from him. 
And that's our goal today is to go, you know what? We don't know what it's going to look like. I'm just thankful that you're here. I'm thankful that you watch online. I'm thankful that you're celebrating these graduates. But I also want to give you some advice. How can you and I achieve this success? How in the world can we get to this level of going, all right, if I want to be successful and I want to follow the example of Christ that he set for us, what do I do? Well, John chapter 13 is a great reminder. Look at this verse right here. When Jesus, Jesus finished washing their feet, he put his clothes on, went back to the table, and he asked them, do you understand what I did for you? This is Jesus in the moment of after him washing his disciples' feet, he goes back to the table. He says, hey, does everybody get it? Does everybody understand? Then he kind of goes next to He says, you call me teacher, you call me Lord, which those things are true. I'm the boss. I'm the guy in charge. But what did I do when I was given that authority? What did I do when I became the boss or I became in charge? I simply washed your feet. When the most powerful man on the planet decides to, when he's given all authority, it means when you walk across the stage, you get your diploma, you get the accolades, you get the award, and what do you choose to do? You turn around and you choose to serve. Jesus says, that is true greatness. And then he challenges, you should also do the same thing. You should wash each other's feet. I did this as an example for you, Jesus said, so that you should serve one another as I have served you. True greatness is simply defined as your ability to serve someone else. Making yourself available at whatever cost, at whatever you know, example you can set to go, you know what? I could do a lot of other things with my time, with my energy. And as talented as this generation is and as many gifts and abilities as you have, the true test of your greatness will not be just your accomplishments and the awards and the accolades. It would be, are you willing to? Are you able to set the example of serving? Even when it's not convenient. Let me go to the next level. Galatians 6.10, next level. As we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. The truth is we will walk out of here today and there will be multiple opportunities for us to do good. There will be multiple opportunities for us to serve others. But many times, we don't take advantage of that opportunity. We just kind of get too busy or we're too wrapped up in our own success or our own accomplishments, and we don't take the time to do good to all people. And then many of us, we kind of like our people. We don't really want to do good to all people. It's just more like my people. And I like this group or that group, whether it's who you went to school with or who you run with or, you know, who you hang out with. And then every once in a while in culture, you will see a reminder. You'll see someone step in to go, hey, hey, don't forget this. Look, watch this. And I saw it this past week. Now, I am an old school 80s guy, as you already know. So is there any U2 fans in the house? Where are my U2 fans at? All right. Four of you. God bless y'all. Thank y'all for coming. U2 was a very popular band back in the day, back in the 80s, moving into the 90s, and continues to be. And one of the reasons I love them is because of the lead singer Bono and his heart to do good to all people. And you go, well, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. Well, I'll give you an example. I'm not sure that I would be willing to do what he did this past week, but when I saw this, I was like, man, I think it's worth celebrating. With all the accomplishments going on, here he is willing to meet the need right there in one of the roughest parts of the world. Watch.
your president leads the world in the cause of freedom right now. The people of Ukraine are not just fighting for your own freedom, you are fighting for all of us to love freedom. Y'all give them an old Bono, you too. Now you may go, well, Justin, why are you wanting us to clap for that? Well, here's what I thought. All right, would I personally get on a plane right now, fly halfway around the world and go get into a bomb shelter, walk through all of those difficulties and struggles to just sing to a bunch of people that are trapped, to get the military to come in and... and sing with this soldier? Would I go through all of that trouble? And then who am I? And I'm thinking, well, here, this celebrity is choosing to use what he has, his gifts, his talents, his ability, his influence. Bono has said it before that celebrity is a currency. Be careful how you use it. I agree with that. It's like your life is a currency. Be careful how you spend it. And I'm thinking that he's willing to risk it, that he's willing to spend it for people going through a difficulty. The interview, basically, if you saw anything, he was just said, I'm just here to encourage y'all and remind you that America's with you, that when you stand for freedom, we stand with you, that you're not alone. And I'm thinking, man, that's pretty challenging. Because truthfully, most of us love to armchair quarterback it, don't we? We love to make statements about people, what this should happen or that should happen. But every once in a while, a generation steps up and different individuals step up and say, no, I will show you, I will model you what it is to serve, how to give my talents, my abilities, just to maybe inspire to help someone else. Galatians 6.3 says it like this. Now, this is pretty challenging. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. <laughs> pretty good, isn't it? It's like, well, I don't know if I'm really that, you know, I don't know if I would do that right now. It's like, listen, none of us are at that level where you go, I'm not that important. I can help somebody. I can serve someone. This past week, Ian, my, you know, he's graduating now. He's at LSU Shreveport and working through his degree and everything. But we tried to teach our kids a couple of things in our life. Not everything's great, but we try to do a couple of things right. And one of those things is a little phrase that we taught them. We said it around the house a lot. And this week I came in and there were dishes all in the sink. And I'm looking around. I said, hey, Ian. He was like, I know, Dad. That's a typical teenager. I said, what's that? And he goes, see the need, meet the need, Dad. And I'm like... That's it. I mean, really, if you're kind of thinking about, like Bono, like, well, they need encouragement. I'll just see the need and I'll see if I can find a way to meet that need. For others, it is when you walk into your house and you see that there's dishes in the sink and you go, hey, man, I need to load the dishwasher or take out the trash. Or if you're in your school and you're going, man, this professor needs some help here or this student needs some help here, you go, see the need, meet the need. It really is a Jesus principle because it comes back to this, I'm here to simply serve. And I know what some people are like, well, well, one day, if I was like Bono, I'll do it. One day, I'll get there. One day, I'll accomplish this. And, or if I had as much money as he had or as much money as they had, then I'll get there. 
Well, the truth is, is one day may never come. And that's why seizing the moment today is important. Proverbs 3.28 says it like this. If you can help your neighbor now, if you can do something right now, don't say, hey, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. It's like, no, this is your chance. Right now. And you don't know when that moment's going to be. Now, I'm going to brag on another LSU student. LSU old school student. Y'all might recognize him. When you see it, you might have heard the story. But when I think about helping someone right now, and I think about using your celebrity and how if we were at that level, would we still be willing to do it or would we be kind of caught up in ourselves or all of those different things come to my mind. And so the reason I pulled this clip is because I admire the fact that this guy right here did not think of himself too big to see the need and meet the need. Watch. You know, this is the first time. Every time you come in here, I always get on 30 minutes before you come in here. Look at this. Shaq randomly played for a young man's engagement ring? You know, you know what happened yesterday? When did this happen? This happened yesterday. So I was in looking, I was in Zales looking for some loop earrings. And I seen the guy. Hard with the blue shirt on? <laughs> yeah. You went to the mall and went to Zales? Wait, what? <laughs> you want me to go to Piedmont Park? You're going to Zales? First of all, I have uh, I have a jewelry line at Zales, first of all. Oh, okay. Ooh, my bad. What my kind bad. of jewelry? Well, no, yeah, yeah. everything. So anyway, I went in there to get some loop earrings. And I seen the guy come in. He was just so shy. He was saying, hey, how much do I owe to pay off my ring? It was just, and I was like, my man, I'm, I'm, how much is the ring? And I'm not going to say the amount, but yeah. it's not enough to me. But I just, you know, and this is something that I do every day. The other day, me and my mom went furniture shopping. And this lady, uh, she had a autistic daughter. Mm. And, you know, she was also, you know, looking to pay for some furniture. And I just, I just took care of her. So I'm meant to... I'm into making people happy. So whenever I leave the house, I just try to do a, a good deed. Like, I didn't mean, mean, mean for that to get out because I don't do it for that, but, like, the guy just came in, and, you know, he's a hard, young kid. He's a hard-working guy. He's like, hey, man, I can come back next month and the next, like, lay away. Like, he's, yeah. you know, he put some money down, but I was like, you know what? Tell your girlfriend I got to take care of it. At first, he didn't want to take it. He said, no, I can't do it. I said, don't worry about it. I do it all the time. So I'm just trying to make people smile. That's all. Come on, y'all. How about that? Pretty cool. If you go online right now, you can see a lot of different things that uh, Shaq actually has done for people. Uh, his heart really is when he walks out the door is, how can I see the need, meet the need today? And that might be a, a kid that needed an engagement ring paid off, or it might be, I saw some kids that they were looking at some computers, and he just walked in and they said, buy them computers for them boys. And I know what some of y'all are thinking is just like, you know, well, well, when I make money and I have enough money or if I'm successful, when I have more time, I'm going to do all these things. Well, Ecclesiastes kind of gives us another little reminder, and this is what it says. If you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. Can I get an amen on that, old people? It's like, no, this is your chance. God has you right now, right here in this generation for a reason. So he's chosen you. You are this generation's answer. You've graduated, you have purpose, you have different gifts, different abilities. You will have money, you will have resources, you will have time. Use them wisely. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Don't hold back. 
throw yourselves into the work of the master. I'm talking about put everything you have into it, confident that nothing you do for God is a waste of time or effort. Give him everything you got. And when you need more generational inspiration, I happen to have some for you. Because it's not just these graduating seniors. It's not just these graduating you know, college athletes. It is also these young people today that finally are setting the example for all of us, even adults. Thank you, young people, for being willing to listen to what God's asking you to do and to see the need and meet the need like this young lady right here. Watch. If you think 11-year-old Juliana Demma of Freehold, New Jersey plays beautiful piano, wait till you hear her humming. That noise is the sweet sound of compassion. After her cousin had to be treated for cancer, Juliana noticed all the children in the hospital wearing gowns as drab as their diagnoses. So I was thinking that maybe I could sew gowns for kids like her that have cancer. Much more cheerful gowns. She learned to sew two years ago and hasn't stopped since. Two to three hours a day. Two to three hours a day. Because I feel like this is way more important than like other things that I could potentially do. So far, she has given away about 170 gowns to children across the country using whatever design they request. Her operation now so big, she has donors pay for the material. Her passion so contagious. Welcome to the sewing lesson. She has a little factory in her basement. Okay. Yeah, because she's a really good teacher. It's so cool doing this to help little kids. Somehow, this Pied Piper of pincushions convinced her friends to ask for sewing machines for Christmas, dramatically ramping up production. It just makes me know that like all my hard work making the gowns like pays off. Say what you will about kids today, but we found material evidence that there is hope for our little so-and-sos. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Freehold, New Jersey. How awesome is that? See the need, meet the need. See the need, meet the need. I am here to serve. How can I serve you? And man, how cool is it that someone that young is going, I finally am figuring it out. The world needs you, graduate. The world needs you, whoever you are watching online in this room today. And Jesus really does want to use you. And your gifts and your talents and your abilities have been given to you for a reason. And the reason that he chose to serve in those last moments was because he knew that that would be the most powerful thing to reach this world that desperately is cynical, angry, frustrated, hurt. And they need someone to show them that love. And how we show them that love is not by preaching at them and not by getting in their face and being ugly to them, but by simply serving them. Getting down on our hands and our knees and saying, how can I meet this need for you? And when we do that, the world pays attention. Now, it is a little ironic that this past week I got COVID after two years plus of me being in the COVID units and everything else and never getting it. And then here I, you know, mind my own business and man, it knocks me down. And I was reminded as in, in this process of how important it is to have the doctors and the nurses that are there to serve and love and to take care of us and have gone through so much difficulty and struggle. And to be honest, this clip that I'm about to show, I had found in the middle of the pandemic and somehow it just never made it into the sermons, but because it was this week for me, and I thought about all the people who are willing to serve and literally get down on their hands and knees and meet the needs of everybody in our community, I couldn't help but pass it up. And then 
I didn't know at the time in the middle of the pandemic that I would eventually be the chaplain for the Bossier City Fire Department, but taking on that role in the past year, I also understand just how important it is when you see men and women that are willing to go into places that no one else wants to go into and do what no one else wants to do, sometimes you can forget about how important that is. And you forget about what it really looks like to serve someone. And I'm just very, very thankful for anyone in the medical field who's willing to do that, whether that's COVID time or, or when it's just regular old service, man, when everything is still so difficult and challenging. It means something to all of us. And when I found this clip, I had to pull it because it's young people. That's right, young people doing something that I don't think I could have ever dreamt of doing at their age. But once again, it proves there is hope for this generation. Thank you for leading us and showing us how to serve. You won't believe this. Watch. When people call for an ambulance in Sackets Harbor, New York, and the crew shows up at their front door, almost everyone has the same reaction. A lot of people just come up and ask you like, wait, how old are you? You're the EMT? Or like, when's the ambulance coming? So what do you say? We just explain to them, we are the ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> These baby-faced first responders took over the village's emergency medical services not long after COVID hit, when all the older EMS volunteers either couldn't or wouldn't do the job anymore. That exodus, part of a national trend. In rural America, 35% of ambulance services are all volunteer. And many of those departments, 69% say they're struggling to find help. Fortunately, at least in Sackett's Harbor, desperation led to inspiration. In New York State, you can be an EMT at 17 and can assist even younger. And when these local high schoolers heard that, they decided to step up, took the required training, and resuscitated the department. We went from not even having our licenses to saving people's lives. <laughs> Being able to help those people, I really like doing that. So. And by all accounts, they are doing that. Whether you've fallen off a ladder. They're very professional. Have severe chest pains. They know what they're doing. Or can barely breathe. Absolutely credit them for saving my life. This group of teens and young adults save the day almost every day sacrificing much of their free time and surrendering some of their innocence. They say the hardest part is telling people their loved one is gone. Um, it's like time freezes and everything stops and that's one of the hardest things to do, for sure. And then you go back to algebra class. Yeah, was hard. <laughs> so why do it? Because who else is there to do it if we don't? Someone needs to, someone needs to step up and do it. American youth to the rescue once more. Come on, y'all. How about that? Pretty cool, right? As we get ready to walk out of here, I'm letting you out early today. I mean, you're beating the Methodists, the Baptists, you're beating the Catholics, you're getting everybody out of here. We're going to do some setup for the uh, uh, art break. I can't even get it out of there. And I just want to say to the art break, can you give them a round of applause for all the hard work they do for all these kids and everything? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But before we get out of here, you may not ever have a chance to be at a Hall of Fame induction speech or, you know, you may not be getting the next award at your company or whatever. But there is a promise in Scripture that says that one day we'll stand before Jesus. And this is what I hope he says for me and for you. And this is why as a graduate, this is our goal. Well done, good and faithful. What's this last word? 
Remember, man, see the need, meet the need. If you really want to make a difference, if you really want to change this world, it's not about the amount of money you make. It's not about the degrees that you hold. All those, those things do help. God says that through his son Jesus, he set the example. Like these young people, be willing to serve. Be willing to get down, not take the credit, put your head down, and just go to work and meet the needs around you. And it's amazing how much better this world is when we do that. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for each and every person here today. I thank you for all these graduates. I thank you that in your timing, you put them in this generation for this reason, so that we would set the example we can learn from them and that we can make this world a better place. Lord, you could have put us in any generation, but this is the one that you chose for us. So help us to be faithful with the gifts and the talents and the abilities you've given us. Help us to be like you, willing to get down and get dirty and serve others and see the need and meet the need, even when it's not convenient. And in the midst of all of the success that we may or may not have, I pray that we would keep our eyes set on the, the focus of heaven the goal of heaven, that when we see you face to face, you can look at us and we can hear those words, well done. Help us, God, to use what we have been given to be able to change this world for your name and for your glory. If there's someone that's never received you, Jesus, I pray that today they would say, Jesus, I need you to come into my life and I need to have a fresh start. I know I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to change me. I believe you died on the cross, you shed your blood, and you rose again for me. And I want to live for you the best of my ability. So Jesus, help me to follow you, to serve you, to live for you, and to use what I've been given for your kingdom and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can I get an amen somewhere one time? I hope you have a great day today, man, and I want you to know I'll be back next week with a new series. It's going to be kind of a challenging series because things I'm working through myself as well, but don't miss it next week, and thank you again for being here. Go out there and sign up for Do Good. Make sure you congratulate a graduating senior when you see them, and thank you for being here. Until next week, what do we say? Peace. Peace. Thanks for coming.